Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Gaunt. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about this term that financial advisors love to throw around. And that term is liquidity. Yeah, I mean, this is a good term. It's something that's necessary. Like we all like liquidity. And most people don't necessarily fully understand it. Yeah, so let's define liquidity, right? So first and foremost, it, on the personal financial side and even on the business financial side, um, liquidity is having access to cash in a reasonable time without having to pay excess taxes or penalty. And reasonable time, we're talking about getting access to it within one to two weeks at most. If it takes us longer than that, then it's not liquid. Yeah. Now, why do we want liquidity? What, like a quick statement around that is bad stuff happens, good stuff happens. Like stuff happens, life doesn't happen linearly. And it's important to have access to that money so you can take advantage of that. And when stuff happens, we need money. Like I'll make a joke here and it's, it's more true than I think most people will ever let on. Right. The, the common statement that people say about the, the stock market, Alex, is you're supposed to buy low and sell high. So when the market crashes, you, that's the time to pounce, right? Sure. And so a lot of people will state that and regurgitate that. And then if you were to do a follow-up question to that same person that regurgitates that statement and you ask them the question of, oh, so in the last, you know, when the market just had that the downturn back in March of 2020, did you pounce? And I think a lot of people's answer to that is no, they didn't put extra money in there because guess what? They didn't have the extra money. Uh, the other thing is, is that like, okay, it's awesome to say buy low. It is an entirely different thing to understand when it is low. Like, could the market have kept going down? Absolutely. Like, trying to figure out when it is low is massively challenging. And in fact, there are multiple quotes out there that call timing the market nearly impossible, if not impossible. Yeah, so having liquidity allows flexibility really is, is the biggest thing that I think most people really enjoy about it. So let's talk about Alex. I'm sure what a lot of people, a lot of our doctors are listening and say, okay, I get what you're saying, Ryan and Alex. So how, how much money is that? How much money should I have quote unquote liquid? And so we'll start with the personal side first. And the number that we suggest normally, I think shocks a lot of people. It absolutely does. And we're going to define what we mean, like where your money is, which I think separates it and then makes more sense to people. And so the number that we suggest you have access to is 12 months of your gross income. Yep. So if you're making $80,000, $100,000 a year, our suggestion is to have access to eighty dollars or $100,000 a year. Now, that isn't... We're not stating that those two figures are sitting in a savings account getting zero point nothing. For some people, it will. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it doesn't have to sit there. Now, this is personal choice in terms of how much money you need sitting in a savings account. Our typical recommendation is minimum of three months. 
maybe up to six months, maybe even 12 months, depending on how your business is, right? If you've got high fluctuations of, of like low cash flow and then high cash flow, you might want some security and, and a higher threshold sitting in that savings. And by might, Ryan means you should want extra dollars sitting in there when you're done with your high period. So you've got a certain amount sitting in savings and then have the other money. So if you had three months sitting in savings, right? So there's nine more months of, of income that you should have elsewhere. And that can be in a uh, low volatile brokerage account, right? Because that, that's money you have access to. You can s- sell and take that money and you can get that re- relatively quickly. And if you sell after 12 months, you have long-term capital gains. So the taxes should be minimal or at least lower than ordinary income taxes. And then the second account that you might have, now keep in mind when we talk about this account, we're talking about permanent life insurance. It's a life insurance death benefit first, but you do have that asset, that cash value asset that we, we've spoken about in, a, in another episode. That money you can get access to. So that's another style of an account that is also liquid. Yeah. And the, the biggest caveat here is making sure that whatever structure you have for your permanent life insurance or PLI is low volatility. There are certain types of permanent life insurance that have high volatility. And we would suggest that those don't fall into a liquidity standpoint because there may be opinions that affect the, the value of what's in there. We want to avoid opinion-based assets when we talk about liquidity. So let's take this one step further. I'm, some, I'm sure some people are thinking, okay, why is it 12 months? Like, how have we gotten to that figure? And my thought on this is if you've got 12 months of income sitting that you have access to, all of your other retirement accounts, all of the other stuff that you have going on for your future life, doesn't that lower the chances that you will ever touch that money? Yes. At like, least until you, until you, whatever the goal period is, whether it's for college or retirement or whatever else. Yeah. I mean, think about how life works. Like, I don't know how many people I've spoken to where, you know, they put a bunch of money into an IRA or their 401k at work that bare minimum sitting in their savings accounts. And then they have to maybe take a loan from their 401k or take money out of their IRA to either fund their first house, fund education, maybe some other pay life. unexpected medical bill, something beyond their control happens. And like, cause I can hear some people saying, oh, well they should have planned better because they knew that they were going to buy their first home or like they knew that this was going to happen. Most of the time, the stuff that occurs isn't planned. It just happened. So having 12 months of income allows for all of that to happen and you never have to touch your long-term money, which means if you never have to touch it, emotionally, the volatility of, of how those, those, that money moves up and down, if it's invested in the market, won't have a huge effect on you. Won't affect us as much. It still may affect some people. And so we need to be cognizant of it, cognizant of that. And we need to make sure that it's appropriately invested based on the risk tolerance, but we can make it so that we don't need to worry about pulling it out in a short time period, which typically allows us to be a little bit more aggressive for that person. Exactly. 
So you just, I think we've explained it pretty well at this point, Alex, like it provides ultimate flexibility and allows you to quote unquote, stay the course. Uh, There's one more thing that we need to address with this. And that is just like savings rate where we shock people. Oftentimes when we say you need to be saving 20% of your income, we're not going to get to 12 months worth of your gross income in liquid, liquid assets overnight. So the, like it's, this is a step process and we're going to get there over time. We need to make sure that we've got a plan to get there and are working towards it as quickly as possible, but we, we're not going to snap our fingers and get there. There are certain steps that we can take in the meantime. Like for example, we can go get a home equity line of credit that will help with some of this stuff. Now that is not a substitute and should not be counted towards the 12 months worth of liquidity, but it does provide instant liquidity and helps out with what we're like, what we're, what Ryan and I are talking about here. It gives us more choice, but it do not count that towards the 12 months worth of liquidity that Ryan and I are talking about. And the reason being is in 08, when the, the housing market came down, banking institutions that you have the home equity line of credit with can shut it off. And what do you think happened to a lot of home equity line of credit when the 08 occurred? So some people are utilizing that for liquidity or that emergency fund type of aspect. And the very time that they need it, they literally lost access to it. Absolutely. And like this gives us an easy and smooth transition to the business world because it's very similar to a line of credit. And the exact same thing was happening to folks in 08, for example, with business lines of credit. Like those were getting frozen because banks had a liquidity issue because they like what they were using as collateral suddenly disappeared on them. And they got very, very, very conservative very quickly. Yeah. So you should have, right, Alex, transition here to the the business and your practice, right? There's personal and there's your practice. Your personal should have 12 months of of liquidity. And what should their practice have, Alex? Uh, Three to six months. Typically, this is a much bigger number. I mean, think about this. If you've heard the term working capital, this is working capital. And like the numbers are going to be significantly bigger because this is all of the cash flow that goes in and out of the practice, payroll, all of the overhead, all of the expenses that you have. We need to make sure that we have three to six months worth of expenses so that if something happens, we've got time to be able to adjust. And it's then the same conversation around all the rest of the stuff. So that's two separate things. And there's very few people that meet, we meet in the business world that have liquidity, both in the personal and the business, because it's difficult, right? Especially as a practice owner, some of you are sole practitioners at this point. Let's just face it. You've merged it as one account almost. <laughs> or think about it similarly and like have dollars do double duty for you where it's like, oh, well, I've got money in my business for working capital. So if something bad happens in the business, I'm like, okay, I'm taken care of. And if something bad happens in my personal, then I can always dip into the business. And and that's, that's dangerous thinking. We need to keep those separate um, as much as most of our clients treat them as similar and think of them as similar that that's a very, very, very common occurrence. 
uh, and it needs to be thought of differently. Yeah. And early on, right. When you're just starting, like I get it, right. It probably makes the most sense to do that because you don't have the cash flow coming in to keep them separate. Right. But as your income and cash flow is changing, you need to start looking at it differently. Right. Because the business provides your personal lifestyle. And if the business suffers, what happens to the personal lifestyle? It'll suffer. Right. So they go hand in hand, but it's also why you have to have them separate because if the business starts to have struggles, if you're good on a personal front, it doesn't affect you on the personal front, at least not to the same extent. And then to take that one step further, you know, you all got in, into this industry to help your patients. How well are you helping your patients if you're stressed about money on the personal side to that extent? Like, could it affect that relationship we're building? I got to think you can. Uh, our experience is that it does. So we wanted to have this conversation. We bring up in almost every meeting that we have with, with a, a, a new client, we bring up this, this form of liquidity and most people say, oh, I've got, you know, I've got some savings. And then when we really take them down this type of path, at first they're kind of jarred. We're like, wow, that's a lot. And then they go, oh, that makes sense. Because they thought, they literally thought back to an event that happened in their life. And they go, man, it would have been great had I proactively planned. Right. So that leads us to the question of the day, Mr. Collins. Uh, Our question today is where is your liquidity and how much liquidity do you have? So head over to holistic-finance.com and at the bottom of the page, there's a spot for you to answer that question of the day. If this sparked any other questions or anything else, you can feel free to ask us there as well. As always, we hope this episode was valuable for you and Mr. Collins. Make it a great day. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated by the brand. Guardian and subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California, 91711. Telephone 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Brian Burklow AR Insurance License number 15319412, CA Insurance License number 0K24924. Alexander Collins AR Insurance License Number 726-4699 CA Insurance License Number 0H24806 Pinpoint Number 2021-127808 Expiration October 2023